You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Jamie D and Big Newt. We are so happy to have you with us today because, man, it's been a little while. And, you know, that's mostly my fault. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. I'm back from a long vacation, so I've got stuff to talk about. But, Newt, what have you, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy, my man? Man, I've been missing you, man. Shoot, man, you know, a lot has transpired, uh, Bill's Mafia, since you've been gone, man. So, you know, I've been... With, Anxiously awaiting your return so we can get back on it. So, you know me, man. Same old things. Juice boxes, soccer practices, you know, those things. <laughs> Juice boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, we are here today to talk about the Bills' 2023 schedule and the draft they just had and how the two are going to mesh together in order to affect what is going to happen on the field with the Buffalo Bills this year. But Newt. I was in South America for two weeks, and I have a recommendation for you. Okay. Go to Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Yep, Argentina. Nice. Okay. I've done some traveling through the years, and this is the best combination of beautiful with a lot to do, culture, architecture, and oh my God, beauty. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Also, uh, the dollar goes so far there. It's insane. Really? Yeah. So you were like rich there. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> there, it, it's kind of interesting because they have two different money exchange, currency, currency exchange systems. They have the regular exchange through the banks, and then they have what they refer to as the blue dollar. Now, Argentina has had 900% inflation in the last 20 years. So they desperately want to get their hands on stable currency. And that's the American dollar. So if you go to the bank, you get 230 pesos for every dollar, which is, it's kind of a lot. But if you go to what they refer to as cambios, which translates to exchange, Mm -hmm. if you walk in there with a hundred dollar bill, they will give you 455 pesos per dollar per dollar so you almost double your rate by simply not charging things to credit cards and going to the bank so our first night there we got at a very nice restaurant two steaks bottle of wine two cocktails two sides two bottles of water including tip came to 53 bucks wow okay yeah, and these were like 16-ounce steaks. These, these weren't small. Nice. So the newt liked to eat, he tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm on my way now. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, a lot has happened 
And there's been a lot of talk about both the draft and the schedule, but you and I haven't talked about it. Yes. You, our last show, I believe, was right before the draft. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot has transpired, man. So just, all right, first of all, let me ask you a question. Yeah. For the listeners. When you're out of town or out of the States or, you know, you're logging off, how often do you check on Bill's news? Like, do you, do you care? Do you just disconnect? Or do you kind of follow along on the internet? Like, how does that work with you when you go out of out That's a very good question. Because my wife wants me to fully disconnect. Of course. Especially from social media. Right. But I check it twice a day, usually when I wake up and then before bed. Okay. So whatever new articles are there, I sort of, you know, keep up with it. And then I'll kind of be like, hey, you know, uh, there was this video of Josh Allen smashing home runs at Blue Jays batting practice. And she'd be like, (laughs) ah. (laughs) Yeah. I think our wives, our wives, um, yeah, they try to get us because when we were on a cruise, we went to uh, Mexico over Christmas, and my wife's like, "We're not getting the internet deal." You know, I want you to disconnect, be totally involved, and I'm like, "All right," until the last day. After the after that, I was like, "I can't do this because <laughs> now you're now you're messing with the enjoyment of the trip." You know what I'm saying? Like right. me not knowing what's going on is actually making me not have a good time. Really? To a certain extent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like just being totally disconnected, that was, you know, you know what I'm saying? So that wasn't fun until the last day. Right? And I get it because I'm rather impulsive. So when I feel the impulse, I just pull the phone out as opposed to saying to myself, well, you know, there's probably nothing to see right now. I'm going to wait later. Instead, I'll be like taking a train somewhere and like I'm I'm going through Twitter and I'm like, hey, look at this hilarious video of a fat kid falling down. And she's just like, would you stop it? <laughs> exactly. But not to be confused, I remember vividly when we went to Rome and uh, I woke up and you, you and I have talked about this. I don't know if we ever talked about this on air because it was pre, you know, Jamie D. Big News show. But when we first got Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. okay, and we were going to Rome in August and it was his first preseason game. And I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I think it was over there at 3 or 4 a.m. to watch his oh, preseason yeah. game. I remember you did that. You know, and I told my wife, I like, look, you have my undivided attention these whole 10 days. I just need to see Tyrod Taylor first preseason game. And I did. You know, and I, I think I, I posted it to social media at that time. You well, did, was, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I, I got to see this. So, yeah. So, yes, I feel like I'm able – to disconnect to a certain extent because I get it. You know, our wives want our time. This is vacation. It's about us. Hey, I'm all aboard, but mm-hmm. I, I, it can't be a hundred percent. I can give you, I can give you 85%. How about that? Sure. Now my wife is saintly in a lot of ways. And if the bills were playing, she would go to the ends of the earth to help me watch it, Mm -hmm. which is different from an ex-girlfriend of mine who we were once traveling internationally. And she was like, you are absolutely not watching football on this trip. And it was, it was during football season Mm. and shocking surprise that we are no longer together. And that's when you knew. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. When you knew, you know what I'm saying? And How that's dare I, you keep me from my beloved? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I get it. Yeah. But yeah, Buenos Aires, my, um, 
one of my high school uh, teammates, he played basketball professionally in, in Argentina. He raved about it, how great it was down there. So, yeah, he was down there also. So, I've you, never been. But. You have never seen beautiful women so plentiful in your life. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was insane. <laughs> so, for all our passport, uh, passport bros out there, Buenos Aires is the place to be. <laughs> Remember we talked about that last show. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see any, mm. honestly. You didn't see uh, a bunch of Americans, like a group of guys, like four or five guys looking to no. see how far a dollar stretches down there? Not a, not a lot of Americans down there. Mm. Not, a, not a lot of Americans, uh, which, you know, that's kind of... That's kind of how you would draw it up, right? You want to immerse yourself in a, in another culture. We ran into some. And the other thing is we are so easy to spot in other countries. Right. Like you know exactly who another American is. And then when you're in South America where people are naturally more dark complected and I'm walking around with a red beard, you know, like <laughs> I, I'm pretty exotic there. <laughs> exactly. They know you're not from these parts. I get Right. It. I get it. No, man. When I go, when I travel internationally, I, I'm looking for other Americans. I want to know if it's going down. I got somebody got my back. So, yeah, I kind of look for those things. Yeah. But. So, buddy, we have to get this back to Buffalo Bills. Uh, but as we talk about the schedule, we will be discussing international travel once again. But I think, well, what do you think? Do we talk about the players drafted or the schedule first? Pick them. Let's talk about the draft. That okay. came first. It did come first. Yes, it did. So everybody knows who the Bills have selected at this point. Mm-hmm. So in summation, how do you feel about what they did? It's okay. It's okay. I feel like you know all our draft grades was pretty much B, B plus. You know, somewhere in there. I I think it's okay, and it, and it's hard. This is this is where we wanted to be as a good team or as a uh, perennial playoff team, as uh, three-time AFC champions, you draft. We have to flip our mindset from where it was 10 years ago. You know, 10 mm-hmm. years ago, we looked forward to this time. This is all we could bank on was a draft. Why? Because it was hope. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's in this draft is giving me hope except for one person. Well, maybe two. But uh, Dalton KK with the uh, first pick, we moved up a couple spots to uh, move past Dallas to get the tight end from Utah, right? Mm-hmm. And so the highlights look amazing. I mean, everyone's looking for the next, you know, Kittle. Everyone's looking for the next uh, your boy from Kansas City. Kelsey. And, yeah. And so could he be that perhaps? I mean, he got almost 1,000 yards receiving in a, a Utah offense. Um he has a big catch radius, it looks like, from the highlights. And so it's funny because Jalen was – they was talking about him on NFL Live and uh, how uh, yesterday talking about how he's going to fit into our offense. And obviously, uh, Sal Capaccio talked talked about it nauseum. We're going to probably go a lot of 12 personnel, you know, mm-hmm. one running back, two tight end sets. That will be awesome. That will offset the lack of uh, slot receiver um, and then go two receivers, you know. So that'd be great if we do that, all right? Mm-hmm. You know me, man. My bed rocket has always been first round draft pick. I don't care. Put him on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he's not going to displace Knox. That's not going to happen. No, 
Um, but I do want to see both of them on the uh, field at the same time. And, and can we provide mismatches? Yes, because can we start off with two tight ends and then split him out to a, a slot receiver? They're saying he could do that. I think that would be a great right. wrinkle for our offense to use. You know what I'm saying? And And who do you cover him with? If you use a defensive back, he's just going to have too much size. He's right. 6'4", 240. Right. A 200-pound defensive back that's four or five inches shorter doesn't have a chance against this guy. You, you, Kincaid is just going to box him out, right? Mm-hmm. You put a linebacker on him, he's going to run away from the guy. And that is something that Brandon Bean was talking about is getting the mismatches. Now, one of the knocks on Kincaid is he's not as strong as you would expect from a guy his size, and he can get knocked off his routes by somebody who's really physical. So take um, oh the safety from uh, Kyle Duggar from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He's coming in at 215, 220 pounds. Maybe he's the type of guy that could give Kincaid a tough time, or maybe you get a a small – maybe a small linebacker who can run with him. You know, that 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 might be the kind of thing that gives him a hard time. But, you know, this is not in addition to the tight end room so much as this is a replacement for Isaiah McKenzie. They're just different body types. Mm. Would you agree with that statement? I could see that, but I will hope that he would be, well, okay, that's fine, but I will hope he would be better than that. I would hope so. Because I'm looking at I'm looking at Khalil Shakur being Isaiah McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Right? I want this dude to be Kittle. Yes. <laughs> I want him to be from and I'm blanking. I'm sorry with the name. Excuse me out there. Uh the, my boy in Baltimore. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I want Mark him Andrews. And Mark Andrews. I want him to be that. And so those guys can block though. But that's the thing. I'm reading that he is a well, I don't know, there he's an upgrade of blocking over Dawson Knox. Mm, I'm not seeing that. Okay. And that's not, fair. And I, I'm not going I I mean it's just di- different sources, different sources. Yeah. And I'm no, that's fine. It ain't like I'm like I went back and watched a lot of film. Only thing I merely did was we looked at his stats cuz like I was getting to Jalen we was watching NFL live yesterday and and they talked about him and how we're going to use him in the offense and Jalen was like why every time they show his highlights it's against like Arizona State uh, Colorado. Why? I want to see what he did against Oregon. I want to see what he did against USC. And so I was like, you know what, Jelly, you're right. You know, so I went and looked at his uh, his uh, stat line against those teams, and he had like 18 catches for 250 yards against SC. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> with that. Like, don't show me what you did against Middle Tennessee State. I want to see what right. you did against the big boys. And he gave USC 250 yards. So I'm like, all right, bet. That's apples to apples to me. That's all I had to see. Um, mm-hmm. He also had a big game against LSU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm not going to act like I went back and watched all this elaborate film. I'm just saying, okay, that's what they're saying, that he's a better blocking than him. So uh, hopefully he, he – he, and I'm sure he will improve, but he will have to hold up at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know, for this to work, if you go in two tight end sets and we want to run the football, then he has to hold up. Right. So he's got to be a better blocker than a receiver. Yes. Would be. And, and you know what? Yes. Physics should dictate that that's the case. At 240 pounds, just putting himself in the way should give him an advantage over a 185 pound receiver, right? Mm hmm. 
Yeah. And from what I've seen, that's basically all he really does. He puts himself in the way and eventually loses. Not <laughs> eventually loses. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we, if we go, all right, come out double tight end says we split them this slide and they got to move out on them. Hopefully we could take advantage of those mismatches, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Isaiah McKenzie, obviously we were running a lot of jet sweeps with him and he was productive with that certain times. He just, you know, wants to get his catch rate his droppies at times, you know, where hindrance where I don't think we could see that with Kincaid. Kincaid, they're all saying has the best hands of this class so that's what you want to see now it's it becomes can he get open and can ken dorsey design an offense for him scheme him open yes Mm -hmm. that's what you gotta look at see it ain't just on him it's 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 coaching also right uh, and can we scheme him open so you're right so overall i'm going to say i liked this draft class because there is a path to playing time for just about everybody they selected. So they went guard, linebacker, wide receiver, and then another guard. Um, so the last two picks, the ones in the seventh round, uh, Nick Broker, Alex Austin, uh, Broker is a guard. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And Alex Austin is a corner. Mm-hmm. And, you can never have enough corners. We we know that. Injuries happen. You just it's one of those positions that you should probably draft at least one every year. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but there is a path to playing time based on the positions. And when you say playing time, you mean offensive defense or you mean special teams also? Uh I I was really saying offense and defense. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Now a guard can certainly win a job in training camp, right? Yeah, and I think Osiris Torrance is that guy. Yes, hopefully, I think so too. Hopefully he can supplant Ryan Bates. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. Dorian Williams at linebacker, little mm-hmm. undersized. I like my linebackers to be 245 pounds. Mm-hmm. This guy's 230. Now, depending on how they're use, using him, there is a path to him getting on the field, right? Mm. Well, now where Frazier going now is our is our base defense going to be nickel? Okay, that's say, what, right? that's what we got to figure out. Well, if it's not nickel, then you're taking one of your best defenders off the field. In Taron Johnson, Taron Johnson, yeah. absolutely one of the best on the defense, right? So now, if you go the traditional four-three defense, because you know, listen, as we all know that usually we only have two linebackers on the field, along with a nickel back. Mm-hmm. So now we go to a traditional four-three defense. Now you're talking about having AJ Klein, who I said is going to start. Okay, Matt mm-hmm. Milano at uh, strong side back, and the weak side linebacker will be uh, probably Bernard to start off with. Probably because they don't like playing rookies, you know. And so then Darren Williams will probably – I mean, you never know what will happen, but as of right now, he's probably slated to be the backup along with Spectre and uh, Tyler Menepikavich. So, mm-hmm. so it'll be those guys vying for the you know the backup spot. So, um, But, yeah, I can see playing time there if we go 4-3. If we go nickel, then no, I don't see him playing. Got it. Um, could he beat out A.J. Klein? 
for the middle linebacker spot. Yeah. 230, and yeah, he could if they decide to put him there. They would have to get some really good playing out of the defensive tackles to keep them clean, though. Yeah, and like you said, you you want your middle linebacker. But then also, is Matt Milano going to make the calls on defense versus A.J. Klein? Probably. You know, so that's why I'm like, your middle linebacker is usually the person that calls your defense. Do you want a rookie doing that? I mean, you never know. He might go out there and ball out. He, I, I hope he's a pleasant surprise. You never know, but it, I would say as far as calling the plays, Matt Milano, I don't suspect, is going to leave the field ever. Right. Exactly. And I and I <laughs> I totally concur. So yeah, I don't I don't see him at least at first be not AJ Klein. Mm-hmm. You know, just for, for uh familiarity, you know what I'm saying? I just I think AJ Klein's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the fifth round, the Bills select Justin Shorter, who is not short. He's a big guy. He's 6'4", 223. Mm-hmm. Coming out of Florida, was playing with a, a high draft pick at quarterback, Richardson. Does this guy have a path to making the roster and getting playing time? I think he's going to make the roster because he's some, something that we really don't have. He mm-hmm. brings a dimension into the wide receiver room that we have very little of. I feel like every team should have a big red zone type receiver, or at least a threat of somebody who could possibly be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think he will make the roster. And once again, as the summer goes along and, you know, we see them work out and everything and it get a clearer picture. But as of right now, yes, I think he'll make the team. Um, I, and once again, I would like to use him, you know. Once again, offseason's built on hope. Having a six four guy out there who could get jump balls, you know, you see kids now, man. That's all they do now, man. They they be playing the play uh, playgrounds and parks in games. Just can you jump over somebody and make a play? You know, that's oh yeah, that's all Jalen and them. That's all they do on the playground, man. They just go out there and moss them and moss them, and they tap their head, head topper. You catch it over somebody. Really. Oh, yeah. Remember, like, when we were kids, you know, you had the little hoop in your room, and you yeah. dunk over you, – you, you and your friends playing basketball in your room, and you dunk over them. Yeah, that's yeah. what this is now. Uh-huh. I want to be able to head top you. You know, that's the big thing now, you know, jumping over somebody and being able to make a catch. So, I would like to think that we want that threat in our offense to give us something different. Um, I don't know if it's ever going to work out like that. It never works out like you want to in May, but – Oh, right. I, I will hope that we can, but I, I, I don't know. But he gives us something that we don't have. I definitely think he's going to make the team. I think so. Yeah. Um, and and you need a guy like him. Yeah. And he's similar to Trent Sherfield, who the Bills signed. I, I think that they realized they were lacking depth in outside receivers. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to shore it up with this because injuries do happen. And he may see the field when – you know, if Gabe Davis gets hurt, if Gabe Davis gets hurt and Stefan Diggs needs a breather, you know, that may be the perfect time for Sherfield and Shorter to be on the field together. Both bigger, stronger guys. Maybe they're part of a blocking package too. Right. Um, you know, the the knock on him is that because he's so long, his short line speed isn't there. Like he's not quick off the line of scrimmage and sometimes he's not real fast out of his breaks, but he's got great long speed. And that's what you would expect from a guy that's, you know, six, four 
and weighing over 220 pounds, but you could be successful in the NFL with that. That seems to be the mold that the Pittsburgh Steelers go with. And uh, your boy that got drafted by Seattle out there. um, Yeah. I can't think of his name right now. Yes. Yeah. But he was a physical freak and that's sort of what shorter looks like. Mm -hmm. And then the other two guys, to me, they're, at Garden Corner, they're probably competing for they're probably competing for practice squad positions as long as you're injury free. If you start getting injuries at those positions and these guys ball out, well, then hey, I'd love to see them compete for the roster. Don't forget, Dane Jackson was a seventh rounder. Right. Yeah. Were you talking about DK Metcalf? Yes, that's the okay. one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, so overall, how do, how do you grade this draft? Just off the picks, not knowing how we're going to use them, which is difficult for me. I'd say it's a B. I'd okay. say it's a B. Um, B, B plus. Because I do like Dalton Kincaid and what he could bring. Mm-hmm. Once again, if Osiris Torres could unseat Bates – That'll be great. Um, if Darren Williams eventually become a starter. And once again, time tells. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a six-man class, right? So right. how many of these dudes are going to be starters for us three years from now? Right. That's what it comes down to. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to see. And, and you know how we are with draft picks. I mean, we talked about it this offseason. You know, our draft picks are hit and miss a lot. A lot of these draft picks, you know, we hit on the big ones, but then some of these got third, fourth round. I mean, look at uh, our DN. Uh, this is probably his last hurrah with us, you know? Um, mm-hmm. AJ Epinesa. Yep. Boogie Bass. I mean, these are high draft picks, you know? So just thinking about how it's been going, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy, but just realistic Reggie, I mean – how many of these dudes are going to be starters for us three years from now? Hopefully. That, that's a great is, question. Yeah. Hopefully it's all of them, but with the history shows, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm big on looking back at history, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Newton, man, Hey, you put a pizza in front of him, you know, history shows that, Hey, he's going to eat that pizza. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's how I look at it. I mean, I think Dalton, Dalton Kincaid can be a force in our offense. I think Osiris Torrance could uh, unseat Bates. Uh, Darren Wills could take over the starting middle linebacker, but I would have thought Spectre would be involved. You know what I'm saying? And he might. Yeah, it's hard to say at this point. At this point, but not as of right now, he ain't. Right, <laughs> right now, he's third, fourth string. You know? Uh, so, yeah. Can, well, can I... Nick, can your boy Nick Bro- uh, Broker, can he unseat Connor uh, McGovern? You know, be I, interesting. I, I just don't know. And I, I mean, hopefully, but we have to see. But just on the look of it, because now what you're looking at now is you got to, did we address needs? All right. We would have felt better. I so. Huh? I would say we did. Well, I would have felt better if we would have drafted a middle linebacker. I he, would have too. You know, so. But you know what? It was, it was also a bad year. For middle linebackers. It was, and we addressed that. You're right. 
I get it. Yeah, we, we did talk about that. Like, if you wanted a receiver or a middle linebacker, which are two positions that the Bills needed depth, just wasn't there. The other place was tackle. You know, we yeah. thought that the tackles going into this yeah. were much better than they were, and you saw just how big of a gap there was between the top three guys and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody had good grades on these players. Hmm. Um, we... I, I would give I would probably give a B plus to this Bills draft. I would have felt better if they had more picks, but you you get what you get. Um, I right. love the fact that they they traded down a couple times and pick up draft picks for next year, which is right. considered by many to be a much better class. Exactly, which we knew going in. Yeah, right. And I love that they did that. Only thing, not to interrupt you real quick, but just to make a thought. I don't really mind the number of picks this year. Like, I like the fact that they moved up to get their guy. If they thought that Dalton mm-hmm. Kincaid was that guy, I have no problem with them moving up and trading the pick to move up. It just has to work out. Right. It has, which we don't know right now. Right. But, like, the feeling of right now, once again, everybody has hope in May. But if we do with him, if we do with him what I think we could possibly do with him, then it was well worth it. Because I'm looking at, because now you ask yourself, is Nick Broker and Alex Austin really going to make the roster? We don't know that. We we don't know that. We hope that. We would think that we they probably would, right? Because it's cheap labor, right? right? Or rookie deals. And so we would think that they would make it, but we don't know that. So we had six draft picks. That's better than having eight or nine. Because come mm-hmm. on, dude. Honestly, we're pretty good. We're, we're you know we're Super Bowl contenders. So is the number eight and ninth person really gonna make our roster? It's it's not likely. Yeah. So it, I it's have not no problem with the number of picks at all. Um. Okay, uh, that makes sense. So a team that received some serious accolades and seems to be improving the roster left and right. Uh, the New York Jets had a very good draft. Yes. They drafted Will McDonald, the defensive end, Joe Titman, a center, Carter Warren, a tackle, and then they got uh, a running back out of Pitt that everybody seems to like, and a an athletic freak in Zach Kuntz, who's out of little old dominion, but he's 6'7 and ran the 40 in 4.55 seconds playing tight end. That's the kind of guy who oftentimes, once he learns the game, becomes a really good player. And then they added Aaron Rodgers. Oh, look, that is who the Bills are playing to open the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about that matchup after all this? I told you before the draft that I respect the hell out of what the Jets are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping, I'm glad we're opening up with him. Maybe we can catch them before they get everything acclimated. I think he's going to play, um, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to play more preseason snaps um, this summer than he's probably ever done to get ready for that opener. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we can catch him slipping. I think we will go and beat them on 9-11. Uh, I, they have talent, right? They have yes, they this, do. But they don't. I don't think they're going to have the camaraderie yet. Well, at least hopefully they won't have the camaraderie uh, yet on September 11th to get us. Last year, the Bills and Jets played twice. The Jets won the first matchup 20-17. to 17. The Bills won the second matchup 
20 to 12. Mm-hmm. So the Bills were plus five points. And I look at the moves that they've made. They had Mike White playing quarterback for them. They had Zach Wilson playing Zach quarterback. Wilson, Is Aaron Rodgers worth five points in two matchups? You would think yes. I I would think so, right? You would think yes. And he's a lot better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson beat us. That still makes me sick. It's it's upsetting, right? Yeah, that makes me sick. But that happens. That's fine. Well, it, it, 13, it does. When you win 13 games, I mean, and plus I think it's more or less they're in our division. Mm-hmm. We only lost three times last year. Don't forget. Division games are a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Exactly. So you just charge, like they say, the hood. You just charge it to the game. Yep. So we lost to Miami in the Heat game, which was crazy. We lost to the Jets, and then we lost the the one in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All right. So can he beat us? Yeah. But I, I would think we're going to come out. We'll be prepared. Um, it's going to be emotional. Like I said before, it's going to be 9-11. So it's going to be emotional in New York. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we can get them. Opening Monday night. So let's talk about this schedule. Let's talk and, about it. And, and let's look at it from a from a macro level. Okay. The Bills, six primetime games. Tied for most. Tied for most. A bye week in week 13. Which I like. And also the final six, seven games are a gauntlet. Yes. The, after the bye, they've got – they're at Kansas City – Against Dallas, at Los Angeles, against New England, at Miami. Yes. Whoa. Unlike in 2022, where I felt like you looking at the schedule in the summertime, we were top heavy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we got all of them at the end, and then we got the bye week in there. So, yeah, it's a gauntlet. Go, so, on, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, just I was going to say. <laughs> you go so, ahead. The NFL schedule is, it's a formula. It's a formula that's worked out based on you're assigned to play different divisions. And then when you play those divisions, you switch back and forth as, as to who is at home and who is on the road. And this year, the Bills are playing which divisions? We're playing the NFC uh, East and yep. we're playing the AFC West. AFC West. Yeah. Plus, then they have to play the three other division winners from the conference. Then they are rotating through divisions on the NFC side and playing the team that is aligned with their <clears throat> how, how they finished record-wise the previous year. Okay. So the Bills have a really tough schedule because they're playing a first-place schedule and they're playing two tough divisions. But I have to say, Newt, the schedule gods smiled upon the Bills in this schedule. They took what could have been a crazy difficult schedule and made it as easy as possible for our Buffalo Bills. Mm. Hear me out. Okay. The only team they're playing coming off a bye is Denver. The Bills are basically playing an even number of games where they're playing on a short week and their opponent is playing on a short week. That evens out. 
they are not playing road games two weeks in a row ever. There are two games in a row where they're at Philadelphia and at Kansas City, but there's a bye week in between. Right. And that bye week is week 13. And where is the toughest part of the Bills schedule? It's the end of the year. Why is that good? Because Von Miller will be coming back late in the year. When do you think Von Miller will be available? I think... Well, not available. When do you think he will play? November. Okay. Okay. I think he'll come back in November. All right. I'm all for that. I've been telling everybody that. If it was up to me, he wouldn't play until December. But November is even better. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's even better. Give him him, uh, eight weeks or whatever to get ready. Yeah. Right. And we saw the video of him working out. Um, that guy's quads are so stupid looking. Yeah. No knee brace either. Man. No knee brace at all. That's why I'm like, he probably, we're probably going to have to hold him back. Yeah. Because the way he was getting out there in the videos, he looked like he's ready to play in August. Yeah. But we can't risk it. Don't risk it, man. We need to have him for the playoffs. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Exactly. Let me touch on something going back to the schedule. Six prior time games tied mm-hmm. for the most in the NFL, right? No bow, I mean, no, no back-to-back road games. I think we're the only team in the NFL with that. Mm-hmm. All right? The six prior time games, don't forget the 425 games, too. We right. got four of Nationally them in a row. Nationally televised, right? Yes. New Jersey, we go uh, home against New York. At Philadelphia, which I'm sure we'll be there eating cheesecakes. <laughs> cheesecakes. I said cheesecakes. Cheesecakes. You did. I'm but sorry. it's my yeah. lip got stuck together. Cheesecakes. All right. At Kansas City and then Dallas at home. Mm-hmm. All those are 425 games. Mm-hmm. If those aren't nationally games, I'm sure most of the country will be watching those games. I would think. Okay. So you got to count those. You do. <laughs> and then that basically gets you up to 10 potentially national televised games. Right. And oops, wait a minute. Uh, the Jacksonville game. Yep. Whoever wants to wake up early on the East Coast. Nine o'clock. That, that, by the way, is the one thing that does suck about the schedule is that the Bills lost a home game to a game in London right. in which the Jaguars will have already been there for up to two weeks. Right getting acclimated because they're it, good and they're good too I wish, the, I wish we were playing like denver then you know but jacksonville is a good team and jet lag is a real thing man it is it jet is. lag is a real thing and i don't i don't see any way that the bills can win that game and getting your body adjusted to the time yeah. that is a real thing and they're like you said they're hard, they're gonna already have been there so they definitely have an advantage. I think we can win the game. I think it'll be a good game, but you're right. I don't. I'll probably pick us to drop that game. The Jags will definitely lose their first game back home in the states after that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And don't forget also looking at the schedule of the Miami game at Miami. Right. And yes. you notice that they're being kind to us. The warm weather teams, you know, like we got to go to Miami. At the end of the year, it won't be as hot as it was at the beginning mm-hmm. of the last year, right? 
Yep. Dallas got to come to us and play outside in December. Hopefully it's cold and snowing. Dak Prescott does not play well in the winter elements. So yeah. it, that's, you play in Vegas, in Buffalo, not have to deal with the early season heat yeah. of the desert. Yeah. So it sets up weather-wise, too. And you're like, well, what does that make? Well, like I said, going back to the Miami game in 2022, I definitely think that made a difference. We were gassed. Absolutely. We were definitely gassed that game. Yeah, it still almost sure. pulled it out. So, Yeah. Another seven seconds, Bills win that game. Yep. No question. And then we don't get to see Ken Dorsey spaz out. Right. <laughs> he went nuts, bro. He That's did. a real thing, man. Yeah, so I, I love how the schedule plays out. Usually I have, you know, we all talk about it. We have a problem with the schedule. Like right. I said, it's bottom heavy, man, but hopefully we get better as the season goes along, knock on wood. Hopefully 2022 provided all the distractions and injuries and stuff, and hopefully we're we're cleaner um, at the end of the year than we were in 2022 towards the end. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping, man. We can make a run. I'm with you on that, brother, because if you close out strong against those teams, you're going to look invincible going into the playoffs. You'll be ready. You'll be definitely battle-tested. Right. So we use the first part of the schedule to rack wins. You know what I'm saying? I I, I like it. I like how it plays out. You know, got to stack up wins, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I conceivably, and I don't want to go through the schedule and uh, and make predictions yet, but because it going, would mean nothing. It would mean nothing at this it, point. It would mean nothing at this point, but I could see them going into week nine against Cincinnati being six and two and in first place. Mm-hmm. And that would be that'd be a good place to be. I agree. Halfway through. I agree. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta worry about time change. I'm on my way to Phoenix. So, You're going to Phoenix? Yeah, Simone has a basket Nike tournament in Phoenix this week. So, man, it costs a lot of money to have a child who plays sports. Well, yeah, but Nike takes care of us. So, damn. When you get to the top teams, you know, that's the thing. That's why you always, you know, little, little, you know, advice. You want to try to get on the top teams as soon as possible. When you get on the top teams, that's less you gotta gotta pay. So, wow, little nugget for. Her. Parents who have athletes. Who have oh, athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's hoping that their kid can be that. And very few <laughs> children actually can achieve that level. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to go out there and uh, we got to turn them in and we got to visit with Arizona State also. So, yeah. So, wow. Never been to Arizona. Looking forward to it. Phoenix. But the only thing is, it's a, the high is going to be 100 degrees the, the whole time we're there. You know, they say that. It's dry heat. I've never yes. been there either. And they're like, oh, no, it's dry heat. It's not as right. bad. And it may not be as bad, but also, like, standing in front of a hair dryer is dry heat, but it still <laughs> sucks. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and, when you, like I said, when you're 400 pounds, I'm going to sweat. I sweat over anything over 70, 75 degrees. That's when I start sweating. So a hundred degrees, yeah, I'm gonna be just wearing dry fisted shorts. I'm not bringing. I'm not even attempting to bring any jeans or collared shirts. So, All right. well, yeah, yeah. pants <laughs> seem like a, a bad option. Hopefully, places are severely air conditioned. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I'm yeah. sure it will be. Because at first I was looking to rent a car and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a convertible, man. We're gonna have all the weather. I was like, I'm not getting a convertible. I'm you do not want to be in the Arizona sun. Yeah. 
So yeah. we're not doing that. But yeah, we're looking forward to it. But I'm saying that to say, um, yeah, it's gonna be the time that change you gotta get used to, you know what I'm saying? So um last time we was on the West Coast, man, we would wake up at five AM, my bodies feel like it's eight AM, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's weird. And you're yeah. gonna be extremely tired come eight and nine o'clock at night. Yep. You're, you know? you're gonna be you're <clears throat> gonna be cashing in while everybody's eating dinner. Right. You know, so just got to get adjusted to the time change. So just, I'm just saying all that to say, yeah, time change is getting your body acclimate is a real thing. And I'm not even doing anything. I'm just watching my daughter play basketball. So she, <laughs> she's the one that's going to have to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And performing on the court, just like the Buffalo Bills have to when we go to London. Right. Well, big newt. Uh, I want to let everybody know that you can reach us at the Jamie D'Amico and at big underscore newt on the twitters and now it's time i think for a song see y'all in two weeks hey hey, hey. let's go buffalo hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.